You're listening to We Are Shoemaker Podcast. This is Stephanie. Andrew. Uh, we're just a married couple wanting to discuss and share stories of our experiences to encourage you. Um, you can listen or watch the video to the link on our show notes. And yeah, this is just a podcast about our daily life and we just want to share with you guys. What's up? What's up? Hello. So today we're going to be talking about who we are and how we met and then just answer a few questions that you guys left us on my instagram so this is like a basic intro podcast to what about us Mm -hmm. we could call it what about us no no so how and where we met so we met in college at ncu just abbreviated because we don't really want you to know where that is bro (laughs) Okay, and then you tell us how we met. Okay, from Andrew's perspective, tell us how we, how we met. Um, so how we met was um, from your perspective. You were in a cafeteria, right? You. You and me, I guess. Exactly. Um, and I said, you asked me. You asked my mutual, our mutual friend, who I was. And then I just said hi, and I lied and said my name was Bob, and you believed me. And then, yeah, that was it. That's how we met. And then you stalked me on, you found me in a link on, I think it was like through a video that we I did with my our mutual friend. And then you r- realized my name was Andrew Shoemaker. And then you wrote on my Instagram Instagram, no. Or my, on my Facebook, because Instagram was not really a thing back then. Was it even a thing back then? If it was, it was like barely a thing. Gosh, we're old. Um, And then we wrote, uh, or you wrote, oh, your last name is really Shoemaker? If it is, I want that as my last name. That's literally, and I quote, so I made her wireless dreams come true. Wow. <laughs> Okay, from my perspective, that was totally dramatic. Wow, that's <laughs> the slowest answer. Okay, so what ha- What really happened? What ha- happened was what had happened was um, I went to the cafeteria and I'm sitting with my friends, you know, my group of friends, and then we do have a mutual friend. Um, so I said hi to him. But it was awkward that I said hi to him and not to you. Why? Why, why would that be awkward? Because it was awkward because you guys were all talking. But we and weren't then, even friends. Yeah, but you you guys kept looking over at us. And I was like, okay, oh. I guess I should just say hi to everybody then. And that's why I was like, that's okay, fair. hey, like, what's your name? And then you're like, I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny it. is that our, my friend, our friend uh, went with it. Yeah, oh my god. Didn't even say anything. So then um actually I you tag my friend, one of my girlfriends on Facebook. I think something happened in class. It was a Something happened in class. I think you guys had a pre- presentation oh, or something. Oh, I had a presentation. And then that's when I looked and I saw your name and I was like, "Oh, you know, these are fake last names because um everybody Yeah, last I had a name. fake last name. Everybody Almost everybody had a fake last name, um, just like for fun. 
And then I was like, oh, that's totally fake, right? And then uh, my girlfriend said, oh, no, that's actually his last name. So we Google it on our, you know, school website. And then we're like, wow, you guys went hard. No, we just <laughs> she wanted to really, double check. And then we're really like, oh, my gosh, it's really his last name. And I didn't say I want your last name. Dude, okay. we can probably find this. I said that I just wish it was my last name. Because exactly. I didn't say I want it. I said I wish it was because I love shoes. If you know me, I have a million pair of shoes. I will buy. I will drop any dollars for shoes. Um, and then, yeah. And then after that, how we kind of started talking so you literally just told everyone that i was telling the truth no you, you said you wish that was no, my because you're, last name and i made your wishes come true but you're just saying that like you, but what actually happened was after we started we met um andrew actually stalked me on instagram and he liked it all my photos like over a hundred photos i don't remember that <laughs> obviously you don't that's creepy if i did that yeah you did you liked it every single my photos and i was like okay whatever and then you didn't think that was creepy you didn't run (laughs) well i didn't think much of it you know um because you know at that time instagram wasn't made like it wasn't like that it was just kind of like your daily photos whatever um so what happened oh and then my sister so at at our school, there's a million Andrew. Okay, I mean that's a normal yeah white person name. Yes, that's pretty true. common. It's like John. Everyone that's true. has it. That's true. So I liked it, someone with the same name, and my sister said, "Oh, you like Andrew, which is you." <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, I do. And then realizing that my sister got the wrong Andrew after so many times. So Andrew had this theory in his head. Wait, that yeah, I, I don't even know how. I, I, somehow I figured it out because your sister has a big mouth. And like somehow someone told me. So it wasn't my sister. It no, was but someone. someone told me that your sister said that you liked me. And that's how I went into the relationship super confident like a <laughs> boss. Because I was like, this girl already likes me. She already has a crush on me. So I'm just going to play like I don't even care. And See the I mean, it worked. Okay, so that's what happened. Well, you see, that's the thing where it's kind of off for a lot of people. <laughs> it's not true. Why? Because like. It did work. No, because We're I didn't. Married. No, no, I didn't. Um. We're married. You I said I liked you first. So I'm just clarifying the air that you liked me first. Because Andrew messaged me and was like talking to me nonstop. Like, I would, he wouldn't even end the conversation. Uh, so yeah. And then after that, we just became friends. And then I think we went on like a couple of dates. Yeah. We, well, we went on one weird date that you didn't think was a date, but I thought it was a date. It's not. But I, d- I guess I didn't ask, so I don't know. You know. Yeah, young you love. know. You didn't ask. Young love. Traditional way. Okay, but so that's. That's a how and seven where minutes we into met. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how and where we met that's with true. that school. And that's that how we kind of got together. Because I know a lot of people ask that question. So I hope this clarifies for you. 
Um, and then like eleven months later. Uh, what? We got married? No. No, we got engaged. We got engaged eight months later. Pretty eight or nine. It was like at the end of the year. It was November eighth, two thousand fourteen. Was it November 8th? Yes. It's not November 8th. Yes, it was. No, it was. 4th. November exactly. 4th. Okay. 2014. Yes, so we it got was engaged. Close to the, like so it was like eight months. End of the year. Um, But we waited like a little over a year until we got married. Yeah, we got married 2015. It's like the beginning of 2015. Oh, so it was 2013 we got engaged then. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the year. So it was like November 2013. Oh, wow, we're old. It's 2019 now, Stephanie. That's like six years ago we got engaged. Oh, my Bruh. gosh. Do not bring that up. Bro, we're old. We're not old. Um. Yeah, so we got engaged, and then it was like a year and two months before we got, or three, no, two months before we got married. Yeah. So we had a longer engagement than we did, like, our relationship, like, dating. But, yeah, that was crazy. That's a long story. That. That's a long story. It's not really long. It's just a good clarifying of how we met. So you guys no, just have No, I'm an saying idea. the story about when we were engaged. That's for another episode. <laughs> you <laughs> guys can wait for long, that. Long it was a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the next topic we want to kind of just go into is just so you guys know a little bit about each of us. Um, just so you guys get the vibe of our podcast. Um, so, Andrew, what's your nationality? Uh, Irish, Caucasian, white. Yeah, and then I'm a hundred percent Hmong. All right. Um, yes. Let's see. I'm just gonna ask you a few questions. Okay. All right. We had a few questions ready to answer. When? What was your first impression of me? My first impression with you was that you were really crazy. Really? Yeah. Because you were like, <gasps> you're super giddy, giddy and like jumpy and crazy. I was, I'm a very positive person though. Yeah, you were. You think that's crazy? No, you're just like, oh, you. I feel like if you guys know Stephanie nowadays, that is not how she was. Yeah. I've toned down a lot. You have toned down a lot. You were wild. You were super, like, outgoing and wanting to talk and hang out with people and stuff like that. And now you just don't want to do any of that stuff, really. I do still, though, actually. I mean, like, with my friends, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, like, when you're in college and you're young, of course, like, enjoy all the You want to meet people and Mm -hmm. go crazy. So, I felt like you, I felt... Like, you could be too much to talk to. 
because you're just like, <laughs> and I was like, okay. I have a lot of energy. And I'm like, I pretty much have the same, like, I can be kind of shy to at first, and then once I get to know you and start talking to you, then I'm not anymore, but at first I'm like, hey, what's up, like, kind of weird. He, he can come why. off, Andrew can come off kind of, um, like, rude and but i'm not i'm saying you come off kind of rude but you're not it's just oh. that's your shyness and wall that people kind of need to just build like break down but sometimes you're not like that it depends on the area you're the in day. Mm-hmm. okay so so what is this podcast about this podcast is about our experiences and just stories that we've gone through to um, share and help anybody who's also in an interracial relationship or anybody who's had um, the same difficulties just realize that they're not alone and then they didn't. They're not the only one who had to experience the craziness of it. I mean, we're in 2019, but there's still so much to be done and still so much perspective to break through so that's within interracial or just in marriage in yeah. general mm-hmm. just in because everybody grew up differently even if you're the same race or not like you're still your upbringing is so different and I think like mm-hmm. that's unless you're like neighbors that's like important and you hang out, like, from when you're, like, little. Yeah, but I think you still have a certain perspective, like, how you raise your kids. Yeah, that's true. I guess everyone's parents and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a little different. So, that's just kind of what our podcast is about. And sometimes, like, I don't know, we want to make it fun. We don't want to make it too serious, too. Yeah. Um, it's not always going to be, like, a serious. We're just going to chill and yeah. just talk sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of what it's about, Cool. I I felt like we didn't say that enough in the beginning, so. So yeah, apologies for that. Uh, so. Do we have any fan questions? We, well, fan. I don't. Uh, it's not fan questions. I guess they're questions from your Instagram that you wrote like months ago. Yes. 100% apologies for that. But it was like literally like six months later, we decided to finally sit down and do this. Yeah. But we were having like technical difficulties and life difficulties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So the first question we have was um, your thoughts on being creative small business owners. So I'm not a business owner. But Andrew can give you guys a better idea of that because he's more involved in his business. So tell us about that. Yeah, so I help run um, a shop downtown, a coffee shop downtown. And in that shop, we, we just go, like, so I run it. So I do all the managing stuff and small business stuff and connections and stuff. So, like, when we started... I mean, I've been involved since day one. And so it's very, I would say it's it can be very 
hard on your family at first and stuff like that because there's always things that you can do and even till today there's still always things I can do with the business and there's always stuff and trying to find that balance is very key so if you're trying to start a business or you have a business idea and just know when to stop I think is a big key and like know when to be like okay so today um, instead of like trying to order things or trying to run and do errands, if you have time to spend that time, like if it's not a necessary thing to do, just don't do it and just spend time with your significant other or your kids and stuff like that. I feel like that you need to still find that balance. So that's at first I feel like I did not do that that great. Um, I was always out and about and always trying to do stuff. But, but the other thing was that I was just as involved in the beginning process. Yeah, so that so definitely helped. We both were kind of in that zone together. I would just say it's a lot of work. And like because you're literally building a foundation for your business. So you had to realize that it's not just um, it's like an everyday mundane task of like doing the same thing over and over um, and like it's a lot of sacrifices with your time and sacrifices with um, like other things you want to do. So you always have to choose between investing more time into your business and like or going to like a family event, you know, because there's those things in the beginning where it's very crucial because building a business is. Like I said, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time, which, I mean, that kind of says it for itself. But those, you won't reap any of those benefits, like, in the first few years at all, actually. Because you have to invest a lot into that, like, even financially. Yeah, for sure. You have to invest financially and your time. And, um, like, if you're working another job, that was something that Andrew did was, like, was still working a full-time job while running a business. And I was in school full-time while we were still trying to um, figure out this business idea as well. And even being, like, in the beginning process of it, like, there's a lot of, like, I mean, it kind of depends on what kind of business you're wanting to open. Like, with, like, with the coffee shop, Minneapolis has strict rules. So having to find a place that can even allow what you want to do takes a while as well um but like if you say a small business kind of like what i did was um, wedding videography that like you don't have a lot of rules in that with regulation stuff but that also like i said is very hard because you have to find you have to network you have to sacrifice your time. You have to sacrifice financially to even um, see it come back to your own business. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is a lot, but it can be done. And just, I think that what definitely helped us was that you were very involved. So, like, it didn't strain our on our relationship as much because... Um, I try to involve her as much as possible so I can get stuff done. I think it's when you start a business and 
when your significant other is not involved at all, when that can be very straining on your relationship. But just make sure you're communicating exactly what you're doing. And the same with the owning a business. I think that's the biggest thing is running a business and working in a business. Like there's like there's like four main guys that that is like our core right now, and with our with the shop. And I think the biggest thing for us is to make sure that we're always communicating. So like we have meetings once a week and we just sit down for an hour and just talk. Even if it's just like there's not really a lot to talk about, we still just communicate like how was your week or we just like hang out and pick on each other almost like just like a little just like friends. And I think that that bring that helped us a lot because there's a point where we didn't do that and it strained on relationships and it was just very hard. So that this way it's very we're always knowing what happens like once a week we meet and so it helps a lot. Yeah, and that just goes with like having a good set of team will set you up for success. And they're plowing outside and it's like super loud. Sorry about that. We're okay. so sorry for the plow. That's what happened when you live downtown. <laughs> but like I said, um a general thing for what Andrew just said is like Get yourself a good team. Like, don't just work with people you know. Work with people who you, like, can trust and know that will, like, dive into it with um, passion. Because sometimes, like, I think, Andrew, we, they've experienced this in their coffee industry, too, is, like, you don't want to just um, hire anyone because you know them. You want to hire someone because you can trust their work and you can trust what they can do for the business. And then you as an owner will like see success, but you also have to set up for them to succeed in what you want them to do. And I think like Andrews is the manager and then they have four other roles. Do you other roles? Kind of. There's like one other Q, Q role and then like, the two other owners, they um, do, like, paperwork and marketing and stuff like that. So, we don't really focus on that as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, with my, I'm not an owner anymore, but when I did wedding videos, like, I was, like, a one-woman team. And it with was me? Come with on. Andrew. And it was really rough because, like, Andrew had no idea what he was doing most of the time. So, like, it was hard because, like, I had to literally double check everything that he was doing um bro and that's why i said like you have to have a team that you just trust and you know that you trust their work and um when well the thing is like even when andrew didn't know what to do like i had to make sure that i set up things in a way that it will succeed my expectation because like okay with wedding videos you only get one shot okay it's not like it's not yeah yeah and so like that was the thing it's like that's why we really believe that if you set your team up for success, you will succeed. And, mm-hmm. like, you just have to find a good um, a good team, a, a good balance of what you're kind of looking for. We just, I think, like, that's so important because that's something that Andrew, they struggled in the beginning was finding a good set of team. Like, even if you, like, interviewing people, and see what they can do and what you expect from them. And, like, the number one thing is just trusting them with your company. Because if you don't trust them, then 
it's going to be straining on you and it's going to be straining on the employee. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, so I think like when we ran our video company for weddings, which we don't do anymore because Stephanie hated doing it. So she just... I hated doing it by myself because yeah. it was a lot of work and I was working with another company. So yeah, I had more fun at the she other got, company. She got strained at the end. Yeah. But I think what the biggest thing with that was that we... Like, I just... I did a lot of the heavy lifting and stuff like that. So it's just like making sure that you have... If you have a small business, like a photography business, and you do weddings, because that's like what every photography person does pretty much. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, just... You don't necessarily need your second shooter to be the best shooter. Mm -hmm. You just need your second shooter to be able to listen and um, be okay with you bossing them around pretty much. (laughs) And you want to get someone who's willing to, like for me, when I'm asked to be a second um, shooter or like an assistant shooter, I'm not the type to uh, feel like I'm in the lead. I like to let people lead, and then I am willing to, like, carry the stuff. Like, that's kind of what I did with my the company I work with. I was willing to just be the assistant of, like, okay, what do you need? Let me go get that. Let me go do this. Let me go do that. Like, you want, you need me to go do this? Then, like, I'm going to go and do that for you because um, you want to make it as easy as possible. And, like, even with a small business, that's the same thing with having a team. And I think, like, even in, like, any industry that doesn't literally have to be, like um, – that has you know a building i think that having a good team still matters like even if they're not the best shooter i think if you trust their work you should just hire them um because that's going to be less work on you um so it kind of does matter andrew actually that your sister shooter is someone you trust their work so that's my opinion okay well i think that as someone who's not experienced? I think that um, overall, I think just make sure you have communication and that your your business partner or person in the business with you make sure that there is everyone has a task and make th- sure that they feel important and then also be able to guide them and make sure that someone is in charge. I think it's when everyone feels like they're in charge. Mm-hmm. no one listens and nothing gets done. Yep. Yeah, so that's why we say having a good set of team will set you up for success. So, like, the three things we want you to take away from this is, you know, communication is key. Mm-hmm. Always be communicating no matter what, even if it's a yep. small little thing. Like, having communication is key, just like a relationship. And Pretty much. Yep. And then the second thing is, you know, when you a startup is definitely going to be a lot of work and sacrifice and financially sacrifice. And then, you know, third is like having a good team that will set you up for success and trust the people you're working with because when you trust them, then they feel that they want to succeed and they want to do their best for the company. Yeah, for themselves and for the company. Mm -hmm. So, So like, those three main things are probably like... Key. Yeah, super key in... And that definitely took me a lot of learning and stuff like that. It took us... A lot of learn, learning and stuff like that. Yeah, so. that's what we would wish. That's something we wish people would have said. So that's why we're telling you this. Hopefully this helps if you're trying to start a business and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So 
Next question. The next question it says, "How has being a Hmong woman affected you?" Um, well, see, for me, oh wait. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I guess I'm gonna talk a little bit about this, just in my perspective. Every woman is different. Every person, you know, like I emphasize on is that like everybody's upbringing is you know really different. So just be be kind. Um, I think like being who I am has affected me in like my decision making, the way I communicate, how I develop relationship, and like the perspective I am in. I think like in decision making is really hard because uh, you're not like my parents are very traditional in a sense because you know they're uh, immigrants and I'm first generation, so in decision making it's always been hard in the sense that like we never had a voice um we've been like our life kind of has been chosen for us in a way of like this is what you should do this is the next steps for like everyday life you know like it's basically like going to school you're kindergarten then after kindergarten you go to middle school after middle school you go to high school and then after high school you have to go to college you know and then after college you get a um degree and you get a career you get a job you have a family you have kids like that's just kind of how it is and uh, i think like that decision making is hard in a way of like i don't know what i want because i've never had um the option to decide for myself if that made any sense like i like it's been I've been told of what to do so long that like learn to decide what I can and cannot do or like even having option is like whoa this is so much I don't know what to do because I've never been given the option of deciding anything for myself so I think that's been really hard but like now that I'm older I've had a grip on that in a better sense of like well I have to live for myself and I have to decide things for what I want in my marriage and and what Andrew we we want it in our future which is has been a huge communication in a sense of like Andrew's always been knowing what to choose and decide but like on my other hand it's like I always second guess everything so yes, that's been yeah that's been like something that has affected me um in my upbringing and like even with communication like it's still kind of hard because of the way I was raised just being like affectionate is hard um, because my parents weren't affectionate like really affectionate to each other so that also was like a huge effect on me because you know I wasn't someone that was raised with a lot of affection at home so like when that was in our relationship it was really different for me because I was I just think that the way my parents loved each other was normal. Uh, even when I see it in a lot of Asian dramas, like, th- I feel like in Asian dramas, they still kind of have that um, non-affection. So I think that just made it even seem more normal. I, I hope that made sense. Well, I think it's, it's probably culturally normal. Yeah, it is, it is culturally normal. But, like, I'm saying, like, being a third world because 
I say third world because there is my culture and then there's me living in America and being born and raised here and that's a whole culture in itself and then there's me the third person between these two worlds and I have to carry my own world in that of like understanding where I'm like where I live and where I grew up and then also understanding my culture of how my parents were raised and that is a whole thing in itself as well and then it also affects in like you know developing relationships of like being affectionate and knowing who like how to do things together um yeah and then i think the last thing is you know gaining perspective of being a woman and you know breaking grounds in that and it also perspective in a way of like understanding who i am understanding who andrew is and our relationship i think like i don't know i would say like my perspective is really different compared to a lot of people i i try to be really open-minded about a lot of things and i always try to to put myself in other people's shoes and not just my own and feel like well this is like it is what it is like i just don't believe that because it's that's not always the case in every situation so that being a woman especially among women affected me in all these areas and it can definitely be a positive thing if you want it to be you know um so i tend to look at it in a positive view and gain um a better perspective of who i am try to be better in these ways so i hope that really answered your question well i feel like that answered the question pretty well um is there any other questions um i think those are the two questions we're probably going to answer today but how do you feel about me as a mom woman affected Uh, i think um culturally at first it was very interesting um i think we had to go through a lot to understand each other's cultures more because even though stephanie was like raised in america culturally she was not really american Mm -hmm. i mean she is because she was born here but like like things that she did daily was completely different than things that i do daily or did daily i kind of adapted and i feel like for me i just decided to just fully dive in Mm -hmm. to like parts of the Hmong culture i should say or parts like food and stuff like that i don't i kind of sacrificed eating pizza and burgers all the time because stephanie doesn't like any of that stuff it's just too greasy it's not that i hate it i just feel like after i eat it it, i don't feel good she hates it she never eats it so i think like the certain things like what especially when we got married like figuring out like the way she cleaned and the way she does things was way different than I was raised. And you have to understand that this is a perspective of a first generation in America. Like, um, I have a lot of friends that are not first generation, so they, they're they more Americanized, I guess you can say in that sense of, yeah. like, if you have a culture, you understand, like, what Americanized mean. Um, so this is just, like, from me being a first generation in America of, like, having to deal with two cultures. Yeah, like, your niece and nephews are definitely going to have different relationships mm-hmm. and different 
lifestyles because your sister is not as traditional, traditional as your parents were. And so I think this is very different to figure out. Um, we found a balance between what we both like out of both cultures, I feel like, and just kind of combined them. And it did take time and a lot of sacrifice in both ways. But overall, good sacrifices. And now looking back, I'm like, I like it a lot more. So being among women is very, for Stephanie, it was very, I mean, every person's different. So it's not overall all Hmong women are like this. But for Stephanie, it was very, like she said, very hard to show affection and stuff because of the way her parents are. And just trying to break down that boundary in her own life and be like, girl, this it's okay to hug me in front of people. And just weird, just little petty things and stuff like that. Ooh, you petty. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's, it's better. It's good. It's good to be, if you're in a multicultural relationship or just different cultures, um, even if you both cultures are from America, there's certain things that, like, every right. culture is different. Like, especially if you're raised on different sides of this, like, country. country. Like, even the southern culture and northern culture is different. And just to either find a balance or one of you just fully give in to the other culture because you like it more. I think it's it's very good. Instead of just thinking that yours is always better, um, just try to figure out what you like out of all of it. Yeah. And I think, like, the thing is, like, we always talk about perspective is, like, being open to each other's perspective because I think now it's, like, some like we're four years into marriage, almost five years at the end of this year. And, like, I think when we first started dating – like, we did not, like, really understand each other's perspective because we didn't have that communication because we've both never been in an interracial relationship mm-hmm. where people can tell us, like, hey, this is what you're going to have to deal with. This is what you're going to go through. This is, like, things that you have to think about and talk about and communicate, you know, because you, growing up as a Hmong woman, like, I just assume that everybody should just know that, this is how my culture is, and this is what you're going to do, you know. But that's not, like, the case for Andrew where he didn't understand, and I didn't explain. Yeah, I was very – I'm very willing to understand, um, and I always am curious. Like, I'm one of those people that, like, if it's a documentary or a movie, I'll pick the documentary, which Stephanie hates that. But I love, like, learning new cultures and stuff like – I'm like a history buff. Like, I love that kind of stuff. So I'm always willing to open-minded and want to understand. But I think the problems in the beginning of our relationship was Stephanie just assumed I knew or just assumed that I should know. Like, I literally didn't know anything about Hmong people except for that stupid movie that it's like... Gran Torino, that's yeah. so... <sighs> I've so never bad. watched it. Yeah, you haven't watched it, but it's pretty bad. It's... He doesn't even pronounce the word Hmong right on purpose. Yeah, so how do you feel like So I just changed your perspective? For me? Um, I think it's just of all cultures, it helped me want to learn more details about every culture. Like, even if it's, like, 
Korean culture or just European culture. European, Even we were in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Just when we're in Italy, you can understand the culture was different than yeah. being and here. And we try to be culturally aware before we even go there because yeah. we don't want to be disrespectful of anything. Which there's even times though that like we, there is certain things that happened while we were in Italy that apparently offended some people. But it's like, it's just that you have to, I think it's good as a white person from America to be open and try to understand the culture before you go and just do it. Because you're going to end up, like if you're traveling and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. for instance, you're going to end up offending someone. Especially if you don't even try to understand. If you just go there and like, I'll figure out when I'm there. That's not a good yeah, a good way to do that. Yeah, You're and if you've done that, like, it's okay. Like, I think we just believe that, like, gaining perspective and being open to other people's perspective is important just because everyone has a story. Everyone's gone through stuff. And everybody's different, you know. Some people might find it offensive and some people might not. And so for us, we just prefer to not offend anyone, you know. Or just try. I mean, we're going. That's going to happen. Yeah. Someone's going to be mad. But mm-hmm. if you just try your hardest to figure out, okay, in this culture, they do this. Or, like, yeah. it's not the same pizza yeah, it's as just, it is in America. Like, it's just, just hard. Yeah, it's hard in a way of, like, not generalizing it. Because sometimes generalizing it can be worse uh, so like like we say like I think just figuring out like okay what can I not do and what can I not do and like making sure that like okay is this a generalization you know because I think sometimes it's very hard in a sense of like oh I have one I have one um, Italian friend so I know everything about Italy mm-hmm. like Italian culture you know and it's not not true because like we said people's raised differently people has different values and different perspective yeah. um, so we just tend not to also generalize things. We just tend to uh, try to be as respectful as possible. And if we offend someone, like, we just apologize for it. Like, we yeah. didn't know that's offensive to you because everyone's different. Um, that's even in my culture as well. Like, we tend not, I always tell Andrew not to generalize everything that my family does because my family valued different things than uh, another, yeah. f- you know, Hmong family. Yeah. Um, and Andrew, we all, we have a lot of Hmong friends too, so it's like e- you can tell that each family values something differently and gets offended with something uh, differently. Especially because like there's either like shaman Hmong people or Hmong people that aren't anything, or then Christian Hmong people, mm-hmm. and so like there's certain things you do and stuff like that, and you gotta be Hmong culture is very complicated, and you gotta be very open minded and just not assume that they're one way or the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's just different. Everyone's raised differently, so yeah. that's kind of how we deal with like me having a huge culture that's um very community oriented, family oriented, very as family well. oriented. Yeah, so that's something that like I always try to teach, educate Andrew in. And so our goal in this podcast is to help educate uh, other people within multicultural relationships or just relationships in general mm-hmm. and so a lot of what this podcast is going to be is questions and error so like how it's going to be structured is like we'll probably tell like a story or something in the beginning of it and then um 
towards the end, we'll just start answering questions and concerns and stuff like that. So yeah. this is very interacted with our friends and fans and stuff. So make sure that you're giving reviews and stuff on iTunes and stuff like that or just either on either of our Instagrams, right? Yep. So my Instagram is Stephanie by Design, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-Y-B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Mine's Coffee with Drew. Just coffee, the word, with, and then the word Drew. D-R-E-W. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we would just like to, you know, kind of talk about our our stories and the things we had to struggle through and how we overcame them uh, on what we did with that. Um, and, you know, I think it's just important to just kind of talk about that because we just really believe that if someone had, you know, help us just as much as we can help you, then it would be less of a burden. And we did have great friends that did help us um, go through the process and listen to us with our process as well. So we were super grateful that we had um, like at least a few friends that were in interracial relationship as well to just kind of um, guide us. But even though like they were in interracial relationship, their um, situation and the struggles that they had to go through was different than Andrew and I's. And I think like bring what we had to go through into the light will kind of just um, lessen and make you feel like you're alone you're in not, this. You're yeah. not alone in this. Yeah. To make sure to help in any way possible. And like I said, just make sure you comment below because we'll post exactly when it goes live. And then you can comment under those pictures mm -hmm. on either Instagram or just message DM us. Um, and then... Yeah, we'll be gladly to answer. Yeah. I think we'll also... We'll be on iTunes, Spotify, and all those fun jazzness stuff. And we'll announce when those goes live. But we'll also still be on your YouTube channel, right? Yes, my YouTube channel. We're totally figuring that out. We would love to put videos of us interacting in this. Just so that, you know, in just case you're more video. of a visual person than yeah. you are someone who can sit still and listen i'm definitely someone who's more visual yes yeah, stephanie doesn't even really listen to podcasts i don't because i can't sit there and listen i i'm easily zoned out so i prefer something more like a visual video seeing people talk like in their podcasts that's kind of how i listen to podcasts so yeah i totally understand anybody who is more visual so this episode is not gonna have a full video but um if you guys really want that, we can start doing that. I feel like we probably will. Yes, we probably will. We, we will offer that. So. Alrighty. So, I hope that was a good introduction episode. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Stephanie? Oh, just thank you guys for listening. Um, it is great that um, you guys are interested in this topic and that you're willing to listen and be open-minded. Like we said, this is a place where we want it to be safe to talk about these things and uh, a space that you feel like you're, you're not going to be judged um, on your questions because we don't have all the answer, but we can give you our perspective and the knowledge and what we did to overcome, you know, obstacles and um, to encourage you. Even if you have like random thoughts, you know, like the, creative business owner like we're gladly to answer those questions of how we 
um, run things and do things. And we just wanted to be able to educate you. We want to be able to encourage you and help you through any process that you're going through or struggling with. And also grow together. I feel like another thing about this podcast will help us grow together too. Mm -hmm. Because you guys will ask hard questions and then we'll be able to work through them. Mm -hmm. It's not always going to be super like structural. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's just going to be kind of raw. Yeah. That's the goal of this podcast is to have you guys interact with us with questions and stuff. And we can be raw with you guys Mm -hmm. and we're raw with each other. Yeah. We're pretty excited for this. It's been an idea that's been cooking for about six months now or longer, and we keep diddling it. But now I feel like we're set in what we're doing and our schedules and stuff like that, and we're going to be able to bust this out Mm -hmm. and have fun with you guys. Yeah. So is this this should be going live once a week. That's the goal. Um, We'll keep you posted on – both of our social media platforms to make mm-hmm. sure if it's delayed or it's not coming out that week, stuff like that. But for sure, once a week, we'll hopefully get this out to you guys. Yeah, definitely. And I think once we launch more into it, we would love to also bring some of our friends into this. We do have a lot of a few friends that are in interracial relationship, and they can discuss about what they went through, and you guys can just hear more stories if you're can probably relate to their story more than to our story like we said we just know that every relationship is different and so that is you know something in the future that we plan to do and we do plan to um, release once a week a podcast episode but life can get crazy so we would apologize in advance if it doesn't come out once a week yes so as we sign out what do we say stephanie uh, we are shoemakers, and we don't make shoes. One day we will. Maybe, no, <laughs> that's not a goal in my life. Um, yeah, we are shoemakers, and thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the first episode, and we'll be excited to hear our next episode. We will dive deeper into um, how we overcame the struggles that we had to face Um and our both a family perspective and our dating struggles. That will be our next episode. And we hope you're excited for that. Yes. So, and send us questions. That's yes. a big thing. Send All us right. questions. Bye. Thank you. Bye.